Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nursing Uncharted, the podcast that explores all the ways that we can use this license and more. I am so excited to be in this chair today, starting season two of this year. Um, We decided to kind of split our podcast year into three seasons, and then we'll have breaks in between each season. Um, So we'll have one later in the year as well. So it's really good to be back. And we wanted to do a special episode today in honor of Nurses Week. Um, Nurses Week is May 6th through the 12th. And um, so we're starting off season two by wanting to hear from you guys, our listeners, and the folks who engage with us on Instagram. So I came up with a few questions and prompts, and I posted them on the Instagram uh, Reels page this past week during Nursing Week. And I thought we could go through the responses that we got and, um, yeah, just kind of understand your perspective and I'll, I'll have my own answers as well. So, uh, so we'll go from there. Um, during the break that we took, um, from the podcast, I had some pretty eventful time away. I went on NurseCon at sea, which if you haven't heard about what uh, that is its Nurse Blake's nurse conference, uh, and it took place on a cruise ship. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, the it was all about nurse empowerment and gaining connection and getting back to the root of why we're nurses. Um, it was really inspiring, and it took place on a cruise ship. So you you know you get all of like that extra. You go to different excursions and things. There was so many fun things to do. Um, unfortunately the nurse kind of experience ended for my husband and I, um, after the first day because he tested positive for COVID and then we were essentially quarantined for the rest of the ship. He, he was quarantined. I was kind of like a close contact quarantine, but like, I mean, worst case scenario, like times 10 and my only advice that I can offer you if you're going on a cruise is just please, please quarantine yourself like a week before you go leading up to that cruise. Because, I mean, a cruise ship is probably the worst place that you can have COVID. He had a window, he didn't, but he didn't have a place to get access to outside air. Like he had no place to walk around and I won't get into all his details. It's his story to tell, you know, I was able to leave my room, but I couldn't go to the conference and I couldn't get off the ship or eat in the restaurants. Um, so, I mean, they have to lock it down really hard because of the risk for it to travel so quickly to everybody else. You know, it, if someone has COVID on a cruise ship, like that could be detrimental for everybody's time. So you know, they are very strict about it. And I mean, you know, the opposite, if you have COVID on, or if somebody got COVID on the cruise ship that you're on, it seems like it's a very safe place to be because they so strictly lock it down. Everybody on the ship has to get tested within 48 hours beforehand. And I think even the staff has to quarantine for like three days before they start working. Um, So it's a pretty safe spot to be Um, but if you get COVID, it is miserable on a cruise ship. (laughs) And if you're in close contact with somebody that got COVID, it's also miserable. So please, please, please just do me uh, a favor. If you go on a cruise ship, just quarantine yourself before 
in this day and age. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see everything that NurseCon had to offer, but they did, however, have um, streamed some of the conference on their like stateroom TVs. So I got to listen to some of the incredible speakers um, that they found, and I'm hoping that I can track a couple of them down. We can have them on the podcast. Um, we got CMEs for going to to the conference uh, sessions, and there were a lot about cultural diversity within healthcare, racial disparities. There was, you know, de-escalating potentially violent situations, which we all kind of, you know, get in from time to time. Um, normalizing mental health. Uh, there was a talk about nursing informatics, which was really cool. So yeah, so I hope to get some of those presenters on here, so you guys can experience those topics too. So this segment um, is our first Uncharted Chats. We went on Instagram and we came up with some questions and I've pulled your answers here. So, and I'll answer these prompts as we go too. So question one, what is the weirdest thing you have gotten as a Nurse Week gift? So Andrea333, um, she's been on the podcast before. Thank you for responding, Andrea. She wrote, sunglasses cases made of cloth. I was like, oh my God. But now I use it every day. They, they are like little sleeves. I've seen those before. My husband um, used to be a rep for knockarounds in college and they would like all come in these little sleeves. So I've seen those before. He, you know, he likes them too. But I can't imagine like somebody that's seeing them for the first time. They're like, how are these going to? protect my sunglasses they're like gonna crack in two seconds not protected at all <laughs> but he likes them too um b claws wrote a rock because nurses rock this is probably the most offensive one to me just by how bad it is but i've i mean i feel like we've all probably gotten them at one point or another there's like those I don't know what they're called. They're like little rocks with like words like peace or love on them and you have to like rub them and then it's supposed to like rub off on you. Yeah, it's uh, it's not gonna work. Not gonna work hospitals, sorry. I have, uh, I've gotten soap. Yep, I have gotten soap. Question two. Tell me about your work spouse or bestie. My work spouse, um, <laughs> he swears like a sailor. He has no filter. He um, will talk politics with anybody who will listen. But he's a badass nurse, and he puts his team on his back, and he takes care of me whenever he can. So shout out to James. Shelby wrote, I'm lucky enough to work with my best friend inside and out of work. We met in college and 12 years later are working on the same unit together. That is really awesome to have that person that kind of knows you on the outside and working on the inside too, because I feel like that kind of takes you out of the, sometimes like you get so wrapped up in the day-to-day, -day, like the 12-hour job and, and that person can just like pull you out of it. Callie wrote, 
My work husband is actually someone that I despised as a new grad, but it turns out I only disliked him because we are so insanely similar. He makes the days easier with his quick wit, disgusting humor, and incredible clinical skills. He also always is down to help wrestle an unruly patient into their restraints. <laughs> you got to have that one that's down, that's down to cloud. You know, got to be like you, my, my go-to for code browns and restraints. Like, you know, you know, they're going to come through for you. Shannon wrote, well, now as a float nurse, I don't really have a staff nurse. That's my bestie. But I do have Jamie, who's my travel bestie and also works the same job. We rarely work together, but having her there to talk about the stories of the day and the experiences that we go through on a daily basis is so amazing. When we do work on the same unit, it's great because we are each other's personal help. We will always go out of our way. We will always go out of our way to help the other person no matter what it is. Having someone who understands what you're going through in a shift is sometimes the best medicine. That is so, so true. Um, you know, it's sometimes like, that's one of the reasons why like nurse dinners, I think can be so fun too, because like you're all in the loop, um, about what you guys are talking about and like the different patients, like y'all know the same patients. Um, yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome. Question three, what nursing jobs do you want to learn about on the podcast? Um, nursing jobs that I would love to have, I, well, we haven't had anybody from ER. I would love to have somebody from ER. Haven't had anybody from L and D, um, wound ostomy. I've heard responses on Instagram before about, um, having somebody on there. I'd like to have, uh, like an IV team nurse or pick nurse, um, talk about that work-life balance. I mean, I have a lot of aspirations who I want on. Um, and if you know anybody who would be a great person, send them to our Nursing Uncharted DMs. We want to hear from them. Callie wrote, I think it would be really cool to have an episode on end-of-life care. I find that the quality of care given at the end of life, given at the end of life is very nurse-dependent. So true and that our institutions do not do a good job of preparing us to deliver that care in non-hospice settings. I have a story about this. It is always really disturbing to me to pick up a comfort care patient who is clearly in distress at the end of life and have the nurse tell me they didn't give any of the PRNs. Yeah, I that is the worst thing too. It's very, like inpatient comfort care is so different um, than the environment that is hospice because it's a completely different um, shift in in care. You know, like I had a I had a patient who was not doing well. I can't remember what he. I don't think he was COVID, but he was like respiratory, um, was not doing well. I think that he had recently been extubated, but his alveoli were still um, really just, um, you know, filled up with fluid. And I think he was on, I think we had extubated him and he was fine, but then we were weaning down the oxygen and his alveoli closed and then he needed to be on BiPAP and he was he had all of these other comorbidities going on, didn't want to be intubated again. He had verbalized that when he was um, alert. And um, I think we ended up like he, I was like, 
I think I asked in the beginning of the shift, like, should we get hospice consult or palliative care? Should we get palliative care consulted? Um, and the team kind of said like, well, you know, us moving to hospice or comfort care is just a, just a Tuesday, you know, on the unit. Like we can, we have those resources and those options available to us. And so we didn't end up consulting palliative care and the patient died that day. And it was more of a like hustle, like, you know, I don't think we, we didn't code him, but, um, I, we cardioverted him and it was kind of like a, you know, we, we knew that this was the trajectory it was going. I just feel like we robbed this man of a better death because we like palliative maybe would have done that for us, you know? Um, so I, I totally agree. I think it would be really cool to have an episode on end of life care. Um, and like what things we can do to kind of advocate for the patient on the inpatient side. Um, yeah. Shannon wrote, I would love to learn about how people who have been in the field a long time do it. Burnout is so strong, but there are nurses that have been in the field for so long. How? So true. You know, we, we, there's so few and far between where you see nurses that are like, have been there 20 plus years. I would love to have that same conversation. So that was, that's a good one. Thank you. Shelby wrote public health professors, epidemiology, epidemiology would be a cool one after the last two years. I'm sure they've been (laughs) exhausted. Um, or like community health. I've always, I've always, um, appreciated, uh, community health nursing. I guess we had, you know, a small course on that back in nursing school and like the clinicals, but I always kind of appreciated like somebody's ability to piece together, like where sickness starts and like how it spreads and to be able to like pinpoint it and stop it. Um, that might, that would be a cool conversation. Matt wrote, I've always been interested in combination nurse degrees. So like RNs who go and get a law degree and then represent either patients or hospitals, etc. I just don't know how much about that. I just don't know much about that world, but I bet it's interesting. Also, besides law, I'm sure there are other things where you could go back to school in something less common than the usual NP, CRNA, um, and, you know, I'm midwife, CNS, all of that. Yeah, I I am also interested in in combination nurses nurse degrees. I think that the I've been offered a position in the past of a nurse that had her own business, but she was a um, she testified in court for patients um, that would, had traumatic brain injuries of some sort, and she testified to what their care was going to. Um, what they were going to need, I guess, um, as far as like therapy, cognitive therapy, uh, rehab, all of that to kind of figure out, you know, um, what their like compensation was going to be. I think it was for personal injury, um, cases, but yeah, I mean, nurses, you need nurses for those situations. So that, that could be a cool conversation. We want to take a quick break from this episode to talk about the industry leader in travel nurse staffing, American Mobile. Combining the largest network of facilities and providers in the country, 
with top-level benefits like higher earning potential, premium health insurance, and 401k matching, American Mobile puts you in the driver's seat of your travel nursing career. Make sure to visit AmericanMobile.com today to discover a world of adventure with American Mobile. That's AmericanMobile.com, the first step towards your next travel nursing adventure. Question four. Do you think about leaving your job to try something new? And if so, what holds you back? Dale wrote, retirement. <laughs> yes. You only have a few more years. You stuck it out for this long. You got to see it through. And this kind of goes, you know, back to the fact that we just don't see a lot of a lot of nurses that have been at the bedside for for a really long time. And I wonder, I wonder if we're going to have nurses that stay at the bedside in the profession for as long as they used to. You know, it's so hard to find bedside nurses who have been there for for 20 plus years nowadays. You saints are just so few and far between. <laughs> so, we want to we want to hear from you. OBX17 wrote, "Yes, she thinks about leaving her job." CM Wilkins wrote, um, fear of the interview process and getting re rejected. That's a tough hurdle to jump. You know, we all have our triggers and anxieties, but I, but, um, I feel like, you know, you could find solace in the fact that nursing profession is so scarce right now. If you have a couple years experience, I mean, you have a good shot of getting what you want. And I mean, fear of rejection is is you know deep rooted but we all have it you know i can totally understand that but don't let yourself get stuck in a job because you're afraid to make that jump you know because that rejection might not be as bad as the job that you're in right now you know and the more exposed you get to rejection i feel like the less you know weight that it holds Let's see. Question five. What is one thing about your job that makes you stay? Let's see. For me, I mean, I've said this before. I think I made a, a switch to go from acute care to ICU last year. Um, and it's more stimulating for me. It was a good it was a good move for me. And so that's still serving me, um, in that way. Cause I've, I feel like it's just a better, it's just a better environment. I think I was trying to think critically on four or five people and it was exhausting. Um, and so moving, moving to a unit where you focus on one or two people and everybody else is thinking very critically around you as well. Um, it was more fulfilling for me. Callie wrote, the one thing about my job that makes me stay is the people I get to work with. Nurses are incredible. The diversity of backgrounds and life experience is really something that's not typically found within a profession. Non-healthcare people always say nurses are all the same, but I think nothing could be further from the truth. That's well said. I don't think that we're all the same at all. I think nursing is a melting pot of different ages and you know, backgrounds and life experiences. And that's one of the things that I love most about my job too. I love the diversity. I don't think, 
other professions have enough of that and uh, it shows <laughs> matt wrote as a nurse the schedule more than anything makes him stay can't beat three days a week as an icu nurse the autonomy the level of knowledge you gain into the medicine in the icu the culture and people the support for management and the interdisciplinary team the respect from doctors, the challenging and motivating environment of working with so many nurses who are always striving to better themselves and working towards future professional goals. Absolutely. I think like being motivated by your, um, by your peers to, um, and hold accountability to do a good job and everybody around you is the same kind of motivation. Um, that's certainly that can be overwhelming but it's certainly it's one of the reasons why i left the job my first job and the same reason why i came back is that i missed that kind of like challenge and motivation um from my peers and you know i missed being around a group of people that's always striving to better better themselves and you know working on their own personal goals so absolutely that's a good work environment Jordan um, had an exceptional response. She wrote, <clears throat> I've worked my entire nursing career on the unit I started at and knowing that I'm transitioning to a nurse practitioner, it's making me realize how lucky I was to land on this unit, ICU at Presbyterian St. Luke's. I started as a new grad and it was nothing but love once I arrived at that unit. There was no eat the young mentality. And I felt nothing but support the entire time. And still to this day, six years later, it truly felt like I was welcomed into a family and that this, that, and that is the mentality an ICU needs to weather the craziness that ensues every day. It's the team environment in my unit that has kept me coming to work every day. I definitely felt burnout during the last two years. Granted, I was in school during the craziness of COVID and it was something I didn't like. I had always been a nurse because caring for people was my calling and passion, but I started losing that sometime in the past year and a half. It was our team that kept each other going because we all got to the point where we felt this and would walk into a room saying, what are we doing anymore? We're just flipping bodies over prone and back. Their family is barely calling anymore. They had been there for weeks in our hospital on a ventilator and we were just watching people die in front of us every day. Death is inevitable in the ICU, but the past two years were different. I truly don't know what I would have done on any other unit without the support of my team. I've never even thought of going somewhere else because of this family environment. I honestly have felt that if I was ever to go anywhere else, I would not have the same work environment I started with as a new grad, and I feel so incredibly lucky to be a part of this team environment, and that is the only atmosphere in nursing I've been a part of. A lot of my best friends are coworkers, and a good amount of them are actually not fellow bedside nurses like me. You'll see me going out weekly to dinner or lunch with the social worker of my unit, as well as our lead respiratory therapist. This is what keeps me going and what drives me to continue to work on this unit. The team environment is what my unit personifies, and I'm so incredibly blessed to have been part of this team for the past six years because it's gotten me through more than just a pandemic or crazy shifts on the unit. It's gotten me through life events and has seen me grow throughout the years as not only a nurse, but as an individual and human trying to weather this world. Wow, Jordan, thank you so much for that response and for sharing 
your little gem of a unit, I mean, you know, I think that it's something that we're all kind of searching for is that's that, that feeling of family. Um, I mean, not so much family, but just, you know, like connectedness and support, I guess, like having such a supportive unit that, that carries you, you know, throughout the worst times in our careers. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy that you have that. And I'm sure that you, that just, you know, you are a reflection of, of what that unit, you know, does to its, to its healthcare workers. Um, so thank you so much. Question six, what fills your cup when you clock out other than wine, tequila? (laughs) That was my joke. (laughs) Um, CM will wrote cooking and baking has anybody seen um the there's a, a the sarah Bareilles' musical she's it's waitress um she's got that song sugar butter flour sugar butter flour it's a really cute um this is just that response made me think of it because she bakes and she kind of puts all of her turmoil into what she bakes um but yeah, I totally get that. Like just turning off your brain and focusing on, on cooking and it's simple and not so much all the time simple, but it's, it's, um, what am I trying to say? It's, um, predictable, I guess cooking is predictable. So it's something that you can control and, um, I'm sure that that, that is nice. For me, cooking is, I, I like cooking, but it's, it's not my go-to for, for like filling my cup. I feel like it's more of something that I have to do and I have to like eat well, but then it's like a whole production. My husband and I, every time we say, you know, oh, like let's have burgers. It's like a hour and a half long production of like, you got to make the bacon and you got to make the onions and the like just it just ends up being you know this like whole production of like all these like different spreads of things and you know it's it's but it's I mean it's good I'm glad it works for you CM Wilkins my husband um responded to this one he put me Maggie Rygaard thank you honey in all seriousness, I mean, your support systems, definitely, you should be, they should be filling your cup, I hope, you know, your husband, your pets, your kids, you know, I mean, that's what I look forward to when I get home, I can't wait to see my dog, my husband, and, um, yeah, for me, I mean, some, I'm, I just need something to look forward to when I clock out, and, like, I love getting off of a shift in the summer and, and having, you know, something to go to. Like, if there are things like live music going on outside, just sitting outside and having dinner and just, like, listening to music. And it just makes you kind of feel like a human again after a long, stupid shift. <laughs> I think that's, like, just the best way to just reset and come back to reality. Somebody told me once, like you know, if you're having a crazy shift, just think about like, what am I having for dinner tonight? You know, just like reset and get your mind back to like, you know, normal life. Cade Montana wrote H2O. Thanks, Cade. <laughs> That's what the answer is supposed to be, but we all know it's wine. Um, question seven. 
how do you wish you would be celebrated during Nurses Week? Callie wrote, I honestly wish we didn't have to have Nurses Week. It seems that only professions that are seriously underappreciated and underpaid have a quote-unquote week. I would much rather have the respect of the community and a decent wage increase. But if I had to say, it would be nice to have safe staffing ratios for Nurses Week. Mm-hmm. I agree. That would be great to just have like a couple you know, like nursing contracts out there. Be like, hey, for a couple weeks, we're going to like staff this this unit of really well. We're going to staff all the units. So, you know, like it's going to be a good week. I mean, that would be that's a great one. But I agree. Yeah. I mean, the professions that are under underpaid and underappreciated. We get a week. <laughs> Um, Shelby wrote, love free food, catered lunch, breakfast burritos, ice cream, gift cards. Of course, a bonus would be amazing. Yeah. Free food and catered lunch for sure. For sure. That, that definitely helps breakfast burritos, just like quick things to just grab, you know, um, gift cards are always nice. Matt wrote, this one's tough to think of anything that's not in some way related to money. Could be, could be, could be because of money. I slurred over my words there. Maybe a raffle for a parking spot at the at the hospital on day shift, or like, or I like how they sometimes interview a nurse for our bathroom newsletter. Maybe do a couple of day a couple of day for every day of Nurses Week and post it around the unit. I always learn a lot about our coworkers through that. Yeah like nurses spotlights i think that this would be a perfect week to do something like that i hope i hope management is listening to these shannon wrote well at one of my assignments in raleigh i got a charcuterie board what that is nice (laughs) and i thought that is like not what i got soap and i thought that was really fun and unique i also think any sort of gear that represents the hospital or the unit is nice because it's a way to show support for your work, but it feels so much better than just getting a pizza party. Truth. I like a shirt or a jacket, for example. I love when travel nurse agencies give you scrubs. That's always nice because otherwise we buy our own. Some hospitals do food trucks, which is really fun, but almost your whole break is spent waiting in line would be amazing if someone went down and got the food and brought it back to the staff. <laughs> so true, yeah. Because you always get like you get these like little newsletters that, you know, all the things that are happening around the hospital, but like you are busy, so you can't partake in those things. That would be, yeah, bring the food up or have it catered right right to the nurses. Jordan wrote This is a tough one to answer because at the end of the day, I became a nurse to help people during their hardest time when they're sick, vulnerable, and unable to care for themselves. I'm a nurse because I want to be that healing hand and advocate for someone who cannot do that for themselves. When I get to tell a family that their loved one is now extubated and able to communicate, that's the reward I get for being a nurse. That's how I feel celebrated, even though no one else may ever know all of the things I just did to keep their loved one alive so they could survive and be able to see their family again. This is very altruistic, Jordan. 
Over the past two years, it has come to light in the public eye the value of nurses and the care that they give and their impact on the world. It does seem that we are getting a little more recognition, but it doesn't seem that we're getting any more than that. But again, the reason I went into nursing was the feeling of of reward I get from helping to save a life and keeping a family member on this earth with their loved ones. It has been a little comical to see some of the posts on social media about the nurses' gifts for Nurses Week. For example, I can remember last year, I believe, that we got a roll of lifesavers because we're lifesavers. <laughs> when I told my mom this, she was very upset and said, every nurse needs to get at least one week paid vacation for what they have gone through over the past two years. And that's not even enough. For sure, it is. She continually ordered our unit Chick-fil-A weekly <laughs> and always said, I wish I could do more for you guys. This was so greatly appreciated, and it truly brought a smile to everyone on the unit when it was Chick-fil-A day. Oh my God, Jordan's mom. <laughs> so freaking sweet, just carrying the unit. She she continues to say, it's, it's hard to answer how I would want to be celebrated during Nurses Week because I'm in this profession not for the accolades and recognition, but for helping people. It is nice to see Nurses Week be celebrated on the news and in public eye simply to bring awareness to the selflessness that most nurses exhibit day in and day out at the bedside. It might be more effective to show what nurses actually do every day, though. Truth. Having a real view of the 12 hours at a bedside, I think, would be very effective in letting people realize what nurses do for the whole shift. I think this was brought to light then. I think if this was brought to light, then the pay compensation to nurses would increase and it would make me feel more appreciated for what I do. At the end of the day, I want to be celebrated, celebrated for Nurses Week by feeling like I'm valued with how I am compensated in pay and benefits throughout the year, not just for one week out of the year. That is so true. I mean, I think honestly the best gift would to be would be to be seen. And I think that's probably what, you know, underneath it all, what we're trying to accomplish. But then it just gets like caked on with like freaking, you know, candy and like gel pens and just like, I think underneath it all this week is, is so that we can be celebrated for the amazing work that we do, but nobody really knows what that really means. Um, So that's so, that's so true. I mean, we all just want to, be valued um truly valued and understood like what we what we do in a day so that is all of my questions thank you to everyone who engaged i really appreciate these amazing responses i mean you all are incredible people doing incredible jobs and i'm just happy to work alongside you guys it's been a really, really horrid two years, but I'm happy to be still be here working in this profession with you guys. So next week, I'm going to be in the NTI, NTI conference in Houston. It's the critical care conference. It's my first critical care conference. Um, it's, May, it's May 18th, 15th to 18th, Sunday to Wednesday. And um, so I'm going to be posting on the Instagram reels, just kind of updating on on what that's like. 
Um, and if you're there, DM me, let's meet up. Um, I would love to engage with you guys. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for that. Before I sign off here, um, I've got one more announcement. I am pregnant. I'm pregnant. It's still so weird to say and announce. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I am pregnant. It will be our first baby and we are so excited. So I have to have an L&D nurse on before this baby comes in November so that they can give me all the inside scoops on what to expect and all of the things. So that's out of the bag. So those are all my announcements. This was a great episode. I had so much fun. Um, that's all I have for today. So take care of yourself, everybody, and we will see you next time. That brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in to Nursing Uncharted. To learn more about today's episode, make sure to explore the show notes at AmericanMobile.com slash Nursing Uncharted. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a guest. If you're a nurse interested in traveling, visit AmericanMobile.com to explore the largest database of travel nursing jobs in the industry and the amazing benefits that American Mobile has to offer. Also, a special thanks to producer Jonathan Carey, assistant producers Katie Schrauben and Sam McKay, and Aiden Dykes for the music and editing. Until next time, take care of yourself.